Welcome to the Courage 1000 Project, where each week we bring you inspiring stories from courageous individuals about the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. I'm your host, Melies the Story Collector, author, speaker, trainer, facilitator, videographer, award-winning photographer and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help deep-feeling women reclaim their confidence, joy and purpose in life from a world that overwhelms their hearts, minds and souls. And this journey... It starts with courage. You see, after a lifelong struggle with my own identity, I discovered the core principle to reclaiming your life was courage. And it made me curious. Were there others like me? Were there others who had reclaimed their life through the secret of courage? What was courage for them? What did it look like? And where were their stories? And with that, the Courage 1000 Project was born. We're digging up the archives and bringing to you season one of the Courage 1000 project. Originally a web TV show and now available across all your favorite platforms. Let's get into it. Welcome to Melias the Story Collector Web TV, where each week we bring you inspiring stories from courageous individuals about the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. In this episode, we get to talk with the highly energetic Temi as she shares with us how some really deep things that have happened in her life were actually there to put her on the right path to manifesting her wildest dreams. I'm actually just trying to decide which actual story I would share for courage because, you know, we're all courageous in our own way. The fact that you can get up out of bed and get your kids to school, sometimes that can be difficult for other people, but the fact that we've got to remember to celebrate our wins and even if, you know, how small and insignificant they actually feel, by doing that, it allows our energy to flow. We end up in this high energy vibration and attract more and more opportunities. So basically what I've created, um, and it came as a result of, um, a really courageous act where um, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, I suppose, um, I was unpacking boxes in our new home, really excited to move in. And I had my little boy with me. He was a baby boy at the time. And suddenly I got this really awful feeling that something was going wrong. I didn't really want to believe it, but I didn't dismiss it either. So I went with it because I believe that we have signs, like you were saying, signs from the universe, signs from God, signs from whoever you want to believe in, you know, and I didn't dismiss it. And that was the power and the beauty of that. And because I didn't dismiss it, I was able to find my little boy unconscious and floating in our backyard pool, which is pretty full on. But how did you handle that? Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, I was learning, I was an engineer for 17 years at the time of when I discovered him, but I had to pull myself together. And obviously I tried to call triple zero, I tried to call anyone that would come and help and no one came, no one was home, no one was there. It was up to me. And what I had to do, I learned some really important tips during that time was, you know, just close your eyes and breathe for a second. It allows you to go to that, um, to the um, get out of the emotional state and into the clinical state and then get over yourself because it came to me, the divine message came to me right then and there is it's not about you. If you don't do something right now, not tomorrow, not in two minutes, but right now, your son will never be with you forever. And I thought, how can I actually call my husband who was at Bunnings getting child locks to make sure her house is safe? How can I call him and say, oh, yeah, what's your way? And I was unpacking boxes. Our little boy went missing. Yeah, and I found him in the pool, fully clothed. 
um, unconscious, floating. How could I then tell him and say, oh my goodness, I couldn't save him. Everything had to be about him because it was never about me. And I pulled myself together enough to say, it doesn't have to be perfect. Because how many times in life do we try to do something and we won't do it? We won't even start it. We don't even start the process because we're not good enough. Like some people, you know, like for me, I jump and then think about it. My businesses have always been about that, you know, whatever I've done, because literally as I got over myself and I was able to resuscitate him and when he started breathing after the second rotation, paramedics arrived, they couldn't believe it, they immersed me in the media, the rest is history, it made me decide I need to get out, um, stop what I was doing, my engineering jump into the unknown and help others avoid the pain because my why was bigger than my why not. But see, that's just one of the things that that's what started my whole journey of tuning into my heart. It's certainly not where it's ended. And I'm really proud of what I've created. Um, one international business awards, um, just been announced as the best first day training company on the Gold Coast, as well as the best female entrepreneur in Queensland. Because it's... Thank you. But it's about not even that, not even that story. That story was my awakening that woke me up to the gifts that I have inside, which we all have. And sometimes in life, we can be so busy and miss it. So from there, tuning into my heart, I literally just follow. So from there, now I run four successful businesses. Um, it's kind of pretty crazy the way it all kind of runs. But I'm in this high energy state and everything is a manifestation. So I'm known as the connections manifesting queen because of my connections. Because And I've aligned with some other people that are business partners of mine because of their expertise bringing those two expertises together and seeing what your own strengths are because everyone's got different strengths and it's about actually realising your gifts and your strengths. And how was that being illuminated as an engineer for 17 years? Absolutely wasn't. But now it's on fire. It's illuminated. You know, I, I illuminate and as I'm actually doing stuff myself and do I know what it is perfectly? Absolutely not. I'm just jumping and going along with it, but I'm inspiring people along the way as well. So... That's beautiful. And I can definitely feel that high energy from you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so was it after the resuscitation of your son that inspired you to start the first aid company? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way that I would have been doing this any other way because I was already settled. I was already established in a career um, for 17 years um, in a male dominated field, but it was actually ego driven. So someone told me once, oh, you can't do this. You're female. I'm like, move over, watch your space. And you know, I won a lot of awards and accolades during that time. And it wasn't about the awards and the accolades. It was about me proving myself to the guys that I can be as successful as them. I had to work harder than them. I had to, um, you know, but I gained a lot of respect from them. And I've got brothers all around Australia, all around the world that I've worked with that will always be part of my network and will always support me no matter what I do because I actually pay the way for many female engineers um, so I was actually doing that and quite comfortable in that career so when this incident happened how can I just dismiss it like how can I know all this stuff how can I have this experience and how can I not show this to other people and help others avoid how can I hear the drowning epidemic going up how can I hear that you know epidemic that's happening with all different things in all the businesses that I run and not do something about it I'm a change maker there's no mistaking about it you know like I had a yucky childhood grew so many strengths and resilience to overcome all those things and that's my gift I love it I love it Oh, I love it. We could talk about so many different things right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so when it came to starting that company, 
how, where did courage come into it? Because obviously you've left this career, which you were very comfortable with. You were obviously making good money if you were at that level. You're completely stepping into the unknown. So how did it feel in that moment, stepping into the unknown? I didn't even feel the fear. You know, they say, um, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, like um, Mel Robbins um, talks about a thing, the five second rule. Like I was doing all these things before because what it was is how could I have this piece of knowledge? How could I feel the blessing and realize how precious life is and not do something about it? I had the media support. I had the Queensland government support. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like a nudge from the universe. And before that, prior to that as well, I was on maternity leave for 12 months, right? And um, enjoying that. So I I was actually about to go back to work. So I was on maternity leave about to go back. But during that time when I was pregnant, I was like questioning everything about it. I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm now got to the ceiling of where I was. And yes, I was getting paid a lot of money. But I'm like, you know, what else can I do? Like I'd achieved so much. And it's like, can I see myself doing this until I'm 65? Can I see myself having to prove you know, an ego-driven career and pull my kids out of bed early and work so much longer because literally um, I had to work a lot longer than most of the guys. So my kids were the first ones in a childcare center, the last ones out. Someone else was raising my children. So how can I continue to do that when I have this gift? And actually what actually happened, it was um, I now realize because I am an empath and I am very divine-led um, and um, really blessed to have powerful intuition, which I wasn't aware of because I was adopted. So I'm actually discovering myself along the journey about through this whole journey. What a way to wake up, right? But the whole thing is, is I realized that um, when I was an engineer and I was living in Brisbane and then sadly what had happened is we were living in this community in Forest Lake I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's such a beautiful community. And we used to live, come to the Gold Coast most weekends because my mother-in-law lived here. We went home one weekend and what do we see? We see lights on the lake. And we were like, what's going on? You know, and they had the lights on the lake and everyone was there and they were dredging. What they were dredging for is they actually discovered a little boy. He was three years of age. And he went on a family picnic with his mum and dad that day and he went missing, like little kids do, mischievous. They don't need mum around. You know, they're going to go looking anyway. So unfortunately, he went missing. They couldn't find him. By the time they realised that he was missing, it was too late. They dredged the lake. They found him that night. And the pain that came over me, the emotion that came over me, I just couldn't get over it. I took on her pain. I didn't realise I was such an empath at that stage. No. I took on her energy and took all of her pain. And with all of that energy, what I now learned to do is to clear energy. But at that time, I wasn't aware of it. I had that in my heart, that energy, and oh, far out. And then now I see far out. Perhaps I manifested it. So the thing with manifestation, being clear on what you want, is all energy. So as much as we can manifest good things, we can manifest bad. And that's the thing that I did. I manifested that massive tragedy to wake me up, to get me onto my new path. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a huge wake-up, isn't it? And something that's very hard to own. Oh, totally, yeah. And I would never wish a massive tragedy for someone to wake up on anyone, which is why my other training companies exist where I run retreats and workshops and going into the corporate sector as well because I actually take people to their pain and take them to the other side. 
do massive interventions on them. They, you know, fall apart at the seams, but then I'm there to take them on the other side to get them into the flow, to get them more into their heart space because we have our gifts, but when we're in our head space, our head talks us out of everything. If we can take us to the heart space, synchronicities just happen. Every single day is exciting to me. It really, truly is. And as much as the tragedy was the thing that was pretty horrific, it's the thing that I'm so grateful for because it's the thing that woke me up to this whole new world where every day, like um, in about an hour's time, I've got a meeting with the um, with uh, one of the councillors here on the Gold Coast to get my product out there to actually protect, you know, um, to free up people's backyards from mosquitoes because mosquitoes are a big killer. These things fall in my lap. You know, I've got these products and these amazing things and I'm like, oh, you know, every day is exciting. It wouldn't have happened. And even I've got a child that's not well. She's in hospital quite often. She's got a couple of autoimmune diseases. She's now 20. Um, but, you know, when she was diagnosed, sometimes she's in hospital for eight weeks. She's on massive treatment. It's pretty intense, right? But as an engineer, there's no way I would have been given that time to sit with her in the hospital bed. But as an entrepreneur, guess what? I take my laptop. My laptop, it's a laptop lifestyle. I can work wherever and I could be with her. I know it's pretty crazy thinking in a hospital but you know what it is what it is and the gratitude is that I can be an entrepreneur and still be present with her and be with her during that time which I would never have been able to do wow so through all this journey you've had so much happen what do you define courage as then courage is the willingness to get over yourself realize it's not about you realize that you just need to jump and be the change in the world that you need to see and you'd never do that if you're going to live in fear. If you allow something to define you, because obviously I've had massive tragedies with all my kids, even my own childhood and everything. And if I allowed that to become a victim, I wouldn't be the person that I am right now. Right now I'm shining my light and other people can do exactly the same as long as they get over themselves. So to do that through the process of giving, allowing themselves space and meditation and doing rituals every single day, it allows that energy to fill up their cup in their heart, feel the gratitude of that love. Where are they so grateful that their heart has led them? And tune into that heart and listen because when you listen and tune into that heart, that's when the synchronicities come up, turn up and you just go, how did this even happen? How did I even meet this person? You don't need to know, really, honestly, do you? Because we bog ourselves down with the hows. What if you can just focus on getting to seeing where you want to go, seeing um, some of the tragedies that I've been through, I'm not focusing on the chaos at the time. I'm focusing on the outcome that I want to achieve. I'm not thinking of how's this going to happen. And literally also, um, if I'm looking for someone, like I've got a beautiful Gumby Gumby tree. On my, um, I live on a, men, um, on a beautiful healing property that I manifested. And I actually have a healing tree. And it's an Aboriginal Indigenous healing tree that grows on my property. And once I was aware of that, do you think I'm going to share that? Do you think I'm going to hold on to that? No way. But just being in that energy, people just come saying, can you help me? And I'm like, of course I can. I'm sending leaves all around Australia. And in order to know more about that tree, I went, I need a horticulturalist. I need to, and the tree will only grow on a certain meridian, a high energy meridian. So if I want to plant more, I need to know where that energy exists. So instead of pulling out the yellow pages or going onto Dr. Google to find these people, I'm literally being clear. Okay, I need a horticulturalist. Then someone just shows up in my yard picking leaves for his wife, for his wife that's got cancer. And he happens to say, I'm a horticulturalist. I went, thank you, God. Thank you. And the high energy lady as well. Everything that I've needed, I just be clear on and I ask every single day. Get that clarity. Okay, this is what I need right now. And it's not for anything else 
but and it because it's not about me but it's for my bigger self for the world for the impact that i'm trying to make so it's not a selfish reason it's not a greedy reason it's actually to make to be the change in the world i need to see and it's just literally flows in stuck and overwhelmed right now and are struggling to find your courage jump over to melies.com.au to claim your free personalized insights and discover the three things you need to know to reclaim confidence joy and purpose in your life